Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Hancock Whitney. Hancock Whitney is here for families, here for businesses, here for communities during this challenging time. Visit HancockWhitney.com slash COVID-19 for the latest. And by... Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From our socially distanced virtual lunch table in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal, editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report. It's business, Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Over the next few years, the disaster management industry in the United States alone is expected to top $122 billion, which points to a lot of problems with our climate, but also to many opportunities for companies able to respond to the needs of city, state, and local governments when they're hit hard by natural disasters. Louisiana has a growing expertise in the disaster management arena and is home to a handful of companies that are carving out a space in the field and helping to define it as it becomes more specialized. At the same time, the state's tech industry is becoming more sophisticated and competitive, and local companies are providing services to clients in newer, different, and more effective ways. With me today to discuss this is Bart Farmer, co-founder and managing partner of The Workforce Group, a local company that provides claims, staffing, and disaster assistance to private clients and state and local governments. This is a field, Bart, that for your sake, I guess, fortunately is only going to grow and one that's becoming increasingly specialized and, and technical too, right? So thanks for being here today on Out to Lunch and for teaching us all about it. Also at the table with me and Bart is Rob Wise, CEO of IT Inspired, a local IT company that helps businesses with all of their IT needs, including data, analytics, storage, security and networking, cloud services and voice, phone systems, telecom services and voice over IP. In other words, any service that has to do with anything technical. IT Inspired approaches what can be a technical and intimidating field with humor and a human touch Rob, unlike some in IT, actually interacts really well with his fellow human beings. He's a former LSU cheerleader and actually a former Mike the Tiger who enjoys working with people as much as working with computers. It's a refreshing and different approach to something that is really a headache for a lot of small businesses when they got to call the IT guy in. So Rob, thanks for being here today on Out to Lunch. Thank you for having me. Well, Bart, I want to start with you. Disasters are big business, and when disaster strikes, the emergency aid organizations come in, and then you guys come in right behind them. That's correct. And 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 when did you recognize the need for this? Well, um, just to I guess go, kind of go back to my background a little bit. You know, I went to Southern Mississippi in Hattiesburg, I graduated '99. Then went to go work for State Farm Insurance. Um, Worked for them for as a consultant for four to five years. So I was very, you know, pretty involved with the disaster side there. Um, then at some point, kind of made a crossroads in my life and became an insurance adjuster, and and that's kind of what got me in the disaster field. And then that's when Katrina hit, wow. and um, which which is the largest federal program at the time. And uh, I was hired on by Providence Engineering at the time to uh, kind of help build up their their uh, data set of, of adjusters and damage assessors, inspectors, people like that, and um, kind of grew from there. Next thing you know, I'm managing projects for them, I'm doing lobbying work for them, um, and, 
and it really became very obvious as it seems like storms just started hitting year after year. Um, and as I grew with that business and then realized this is something that I'd like to kind of take and do myself, uh, and really at the end of 2013 to beginning of 2014 is when Robbie and I started uh, workforce group and we've grown since then from and the idea is to really get staff on the ground quickly I mean so you have to find adjusters and people that are going to be able to come in and go to people's homes and do those damage assessments really within just a matter of days and I guess you have that's, to be flexible and move fast that's that's correct you know you know typically our clients are you know first of all they're dealing with a, a terrible disaster normally uh, they're stretched. I mean, their staff is stretched, and I mean, you, can, you can't get out there quick enough for them normally. And uh, we've been lucky to have really good people that work for us, and we've got a huge network and database of, of, of adjusters and inspectors, people like that in the disaster field that work for us in the past. And, uh, and they like working for us, and we we're able to respond quickly, which is what the client wants. That's great. And, and, and I know y'all are doing a lot of different things sort of there all at once and moving fast. And, and Rob, your company, sort of the same thing. You all are a, a, addressing a host of IT needs that your clients have. There are a lot of companies that do this. What, what made you want to go out on your own and, and get into this field and try to carve a, a unique niche? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I, I've been working in IT for a while, so I love computers, but uh, it was the human, that personal touch that was sort of missing the entire time. Uh, but I found that, you know, just having something with a passion, having something you like doing and uh, interacting with people on a day-to-day is something that I like to do. So I took that as a career and became an IT consultant, did that for about nine, ten years and decided to start our own company, IT Inspired. So it's been great. and. We, we love to bring that human element to business. We think that's kind of missing in most cases. So. so how do you find people that are good at IT and also know how to interact well with people? You are asking the questions today. <laughs> so, And honestly, that's what separates us. That's what differentiates us from everyone else. Um, you can fix a computer problem. Most people can remove viruses or add a network, You know, do some really cool server work, but it's the... It's the difference in people that makes that experience completely different. And it makes it a fun one when usually, you know, when people are at their worst in an IT problem, they have that presentation they're trying to get out or the email they're trying to send and it's not working. You know, you're kind of hitting them in the disaster, right, Bart? You're hitting them at that, that moment uh, of a disaster for them in their, their, their career. So for them to have someone they can rely on, not just to lighten the mood, uh, but, but bring sort of a a comforting, calming sensation to the experience, and maybe worry about the personal stuff first, problems come second, so we'll put you at ease first, and then we make sure your problems fix. There's so that's nothing, pretty much the difference. Nothing comforting or calming when the computer is not, not working, Definitely not, or when right? you forget your password. You push or the, the button down. and you push it, and that just makes the computer <laughs> more it. angry at but you. But it's tough to find those people, Stephanie. That's That's been a tough one for us, but we rely on a really detailed hiring process, and we always look for people that are hunger to do uh, good things for good people, and they really enjoy an honest day's work. So I want to talk about people and Bart. How I mean, because I think part of the key to your model is to be able to staff up quickly, but then you can't always keep those people on the payroll or on retainer or on staff because we don't always have a hurricane to recover from. Fortunately, yeah. So how how do you all work that? I mean, how do you how do you adjust your staffing levels and and you know and your business model sort of accordingly? Well, uh, it, you know, it can be difficult at times, but, you know, we, you, I guess you could say we kind of have our core staff 
you know, your project managers, uh, administrative staff, people like that. And then, um, you know, typically on the disaster side, you know, those, that type of staff, they're normally used to kind of working in peaks and valleys. You know, they go kind of, I guess you could say they're almost like storm chasers. So they're like itinerant adjusters out there, sort of? Essentially, yes. Okay. So they're typically, you know, they're, you know, storms getting ready to hit and they're calling you. You know, they're like, hey, you know, <laughs> y'all ready? Y'all ready for me yet? Like, no, no, not yet. You know, maybe we need a contract, you whatever. <laughs> um, you know, so, you know, they're essentially ready to come work whenever, whenever necessary. Uh, so but you, but you always have your core staff that are, you know, full time. I mean, you've okay. got to, and I, and I like to hire. I mean, me personally, it's probably not the smartest thing as a business person, but I like to have really more staff than I really need, you know, because I always want to be ready when the sure. client needs us uh, with our core staff. And, um, you know, if we need to hire uh, 50 more people or 100 more people, mm-hmm. however many it may be, then we can do that. Too. Now, what do you all do when there's not a storm? What other lines of, of work are you in? Well, um, we... Actually, let's go back a little bit. We started our company in 2014. We actually started an industrial construction staffing company, more on the skilled craft labor side. And the reason we started that at the time to be kind of our, I guess you'd say, pay the light bills was because we were so used to staffing projects. Uh, My partner and I both worked at Providence, so he and I were used to working together. Uh, But we were very used to, you know, hiring maybe it was 30 biologists on the oil spill within 72 hours. And we're like, you know, heck, if I start this company, if we can hire, you know, 30 biologists in 72 hours for oil spill, certainly we can find a welder or pipe fitter with two or three weeks' notice. So that's why we started the staffing company first, and then we assumed when a disaster hits, we can switch direction. We can focus on that, okay. and um, and that's kind of how we did it. So we so again, we've got kind of our base as our staffing company, we've got our disaster recovery company, which we probably more on the long-term recovery side, which is on the housing mission, which would be essentially your, uh, like Restore Louisiana would be an example, uh, which we, you know, work on as well. So y'all are like a subcontractor for Restore Louisiana or IEM or We're actually a prime. Louisiana OCD? We're a prime, because they put out, as you probably remember, a few different contracts and stuff. Ours, uh, we're a prime contractor just to do specifically damage assessments. Interesting, okay. Um, And... Um, anyway, so so we do that uh, for the state. Um, now, like in Texas, we work on the Texas reimbursement program. Uh, we're prime there as well, and that's covering 48 counties, uh, wow. except for the city of Houston and Harris County. So there, we're doing uh, outreach, we're doing applicant intake, we're doing eligibility, the, the environmental reviews that you got to do, damage assessments, uh, which comes up with the estimate. This is of how all much. for Hurricane Harvey, I guess. For Hurricane right? Harvey, yeah. And um, anyway, it's a huge program. We're, I guess you'd say, kind of in the middle of it right now. Uh, we hope to be done with it by next February. Okay. And uh, hope to serve as many as 4,000 people on that. Uh, and that's just with the, all the money they have allocated currently. Interesting. Um, so that could change. But I guess where I was going with that is a lot of the work we do on the disaster side, it's, it's long-term projects. You know, I mean, they're, you know, it can take a year or two years. So, I mean... Fortunately, unfortunately, you know, however you want to say it, there's we so almost always even if always a storm didn't just immediately happen, you're still working on a storm. We're post-storm. still working. You know, again, like we're still working on Harvey. We're still working on the floods from Louisiana. We're still working in North Carolina for Matthew and now Florence. There's um, going to be plenty to keep. There's, busy. you know, we. I would say we almost always have something going on. Wow. 
Now, Rob, who are who are your clients? Uh, are they small businesses, medium-sized businesses, a little bit of both? A little bit of both. Um, okay. We, uh, we don't really have a focus or a target client. We, we've seen them in all different shapes and sizes. So a lot of small business, you know, we started on the backbone of, you know, just mom and pop shops and helping out where we could, you know, um, an office of two or three people. But now um, I think we're lucky we have enough skilled uh, folks at the office and some really good uh, team players that we can reach clients that, you know, are 500 or so. Um, but there's a, it's quite a big difference between five and 500. So we sort of, I guess, level out in the middle for companies around 100, 200. And how many employees do you have? Uh, so uh, 18. Okay. And, and, and how do you find these people? I mean, like we talked about it a minute ago, they have to have good people skills because that's sort that's of, it. that's your brand. That's it. But how do you find them? And, and is there a, you know, we talk a lot about the talent pipeline in Louisiana. Is, is it difficult to find skilled IT people? The talent's here. I mean, the talent is here. It is just hard to tap into it. It's hard to find it because they're scattered. Um, you know, your, your normal traditional routes of coming from LSU Southern, you know, the normal pipeline there is good. But um, it's been very fruitful for our internship programs. Now, for full-time hires, you get lucky every once in a while and can find someone at the right time that hasn't committed to a job already. And you can find them before they, you know, head out to Houston or somewhere else, right? But mm-hmm. um, it, what's funny is the less traditional paths has also been kind of interesting. We've picked up people that are, you know, anthropology majors. Um, or they've come to us from economics, uh, legal background. So, uh, you know, believe it or not, accountants make really, really good programmers. So uh, while that isn't something we focus on, the talent is here. It's just tough to find them. Now, if you're talking about finding a person that can hold a conversation like this with you, Stephanie, it's tough uh, because you have all the right questions, right? But um, it comes down to if you're a good person at heart, if you enjoy work for the sake of doing work and completing something or fixing and solving a problem you know the challenge there can be enough to drive someone to do a good job but ultimately they have to be focused on customer service and you have to enjoy dealing with people and are you you've been able to train accountants in computer programming um we have had accountants come from us from that industry okay. and they have transitioned just fine there you go but you don't want me getting anywhere near the programming that's not me <laughs> i'd like to second what he said too you know <laughs> and that is that we do kind of a similar deal we we look for just good people yeah. and i mean I'll, i'd say 75 percent of the people that work for us or doing things that they didn't go to college for and maybe didn't even do before they came to work for us. I mean, one of our very top people, essential to our company, as a, our, one of our senior program managers for the program going on in Texas. I mean, she's a 27-year-old biology major from that went to Southeastern Louisiana University, and uh, and I mean, she's I mean, she's just unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, she she never even heard disaster business, and we just kind of stumbled upon her. It's like, man, we need you, and she's one of our top people now. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Bart Farmer of the Workforce Group and Rob Wise of IT Inspired. Rob, do you all train your employees? I mean, at your company and and, and at IT Inspired? Absolutely. I mean, I think there there a, a vast amount of people come with a great you know, breadth of experience, but you always kind of want to want to shape it into your culture, shape it into your brand or your company's way of doing things. So even though someone can come with us with all the experience in the world, um, they're still going to have to be a culture fit and they're going to have to know how to do it the IT inspired way. So yeah, there's going to be some training, some onboarding, but um, 
we've had really good success of taking people outside of those industries, bringing them in, incorporating them, and then making very successful IT folks. So um, I think we had a, a Chris at my office came from uh, a, a cinema and an automotive uh, parts background. Uh, we've got John, who's a teacher. Okay. You know, he came as a teacher, teaching at the Tech Center in Denham Springs. So you can find, you have to be open to find good people no matter where they're at and, and look not just at what their professional experience is, but their personal uh, abilities and personality is more important for us. Yep. Same way. I didn't mean to steal the show. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was kind of seconding what you said earlier, you know, about just finding good people and people that are willing to work and, uh, and have that ability and want to learn too. You know, I find that the people that are really good, you can tell, you can give them a task, and you know that they probably don't really know how to do it, but you go check back on them the next day, and they fi- figured it out. Yeah. I mean, it could be even looking at YouTube, like, how do I do this? And, but <laughs> so, they, they Google it or whatever, like they they figure it out and they just do it. Uh, how to work a disaster? <laughs> <laughs> but, but when you all are not working a disaster, Bart, and you're staffing, you know, say in a in an industrial site, for instance, I mean, are you able to provide skilled, you know, workers for the refinery or for company sure. XYZ and and I mean, do you have trouble finding trained workers? Um, you know, I, I've always felt like we've done a very good job at finding people, and, and we tell our clients that, you know, we, we literally only provide good people. I'm not saying there's somebody that slipped through the cracks every now and then. Of course, that always happens. But, um, you know, we've been very good at being able to vet the people that we hire. And, um, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out, but, I mean, that's a 5%, at yeah. least for us anyway. And, um, you know, and our clients appreciate that. I mean, they, com- comparatively speaking, they, when they're comparing us to other companies that do what we do, they're like, man, y'all are, hmm. you know, I mean, we're like in a 95% retention rate, and some of the other companies they use are like 50%, which doesn't, which boggles yeah. my mind. That I couldn't even sleep at night thinking that 50% of the people I've sent somewhere might not be able, <laughs> might not work out. No, that's crazy. That's but, crazy. But both of y'all's, you know, industries, your companies are in, are, are changing so fast. And certainly in the disaster relief side of it, just so much bureaucracy now accompanies it, you know, and there's so much paperwork and so many layers. And, and I know in IT, I mean, everything's in the cloud now. So yeah. that's a whole, it's like a whole different level of computing that you need to know Definitely. how do you all keep up with the changes i mean do you have a chief information officer who's in charge of just keeping your companies up to speed with what's the latest and greatest and must know stuff we do and it, and it is difficult uh, especially on the disaster side when you work with the federal government federal dollars i mean you have to cross all your t's and dot all your i's and uh, we've always been very good at that uh, you know, big uh, data is a big part of that. Uh, we do have a very robust, uh, I guess, data division. My business partner actually comes from the IT side, so uh, and he not only can you know build a data system for, say, a state agency or just a project just for us, but uh, but he knows the whole process in between, which is huge. Yeah. You know, to get done. But yeah, it's it can be very very difficult uh, working on the you know, with the federal agency and stuff like that just from the compliance uh, aspect and, and, you, and you just it's just something you have to do sure you got to do right <laughs> yeah and for us I mean <clears throat> we're lucky that you know the industry that we're working in is the same one that we get to play in 
Uh, so, you know, when it comes to either finding new devices or new technology, that's sort of our thing, right? That's what we like to do. That's what we love to do. So uh, we're always sort of, even on our own personal time, just looking uh, at, I'm not going to say it works stuff. We do turn off, right? But we're not always plugged in, but we're always looking for, for new ways to fix problems. And I think that's kind of it. Uh, if you have a problem and if you're, if you're a business owner or whatever sort of role you're in, if you need to accomplish something and you need to work through some challenges, it's, it's really just fighting through that and uh, fixing a problem, just troubleshooting the issues um, and finding the people that like find that exciting right. is the trick. That's the trick because then work and play can be the same. So I want to ask you all about competition in your respective fields. I would imagine for IT Inspired, Tons. there is a lot of competition. I know there is. Workforce Group, I, I don't, I'm not as familiar with companies that are doing exactly what y'all are. I mean, do you go up against an IEM or a CSRS when there's a disaster, or you complement what they do? We, we do compete with them. Uh, at times, a disaster uh, business, they always say, is very incestuous. Um, you know, oh, yeah. one day you're competing, <laughs> the next day you're teaming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, we've kind of always... You know, we we don't I don't like to burn a bridge so you know yeah I'll make you have to build them right you're in the disaster (laughs) exactly so I you know we just do what we can to work together sometimes it makes sense for us to be together sometimes it doesn't make sense for us to be together but yeah it is very competitive business I would almost say that echoes the IT industry to be quite honest you know there's times when it's strategically you know advantageous for you to partner up there's times when you're going after the same work but at least in IT in Baton Rouge if you've worked with one company, you've worked with them all, mm-hmm. and you, you sort of know who you're working with in, in that that group. And I think we're lucky that it's we share information. Of course, we're all in it for our own benefit and, and our own desires, but for the most part, we work together. I would say IT in Baton Rouge is pretty cohesive, and we work together, not against. Do you all go in more for long-term contracts with, say, a regular you know, customer, or do you respond to disasters when somebody just picks up the phone and says, "Oh my God, our computer system went down." Both of those. Uh, we, I mean, we love the contracts, the, the steady work, the ones we're able to budget on, you know, um, and place people at. That that's really what we like. Uh, but that's not always available. Just sort of like disasters, they come when they come. But for us, um, those contracts aren't always renewing, mm-hmm. um, and you sort of have to know the right people. You know, you have to get plugged into. So for us. Um, We've transitioned away from the break fix work, where you call me and it's a disaster, and you you know you need me right now. Right now, we can assist and we can help. We have a way to do so, but we've tried we've tried to shift to a more um, proactive approach, where, where we have hands on throughout the year and multiple times, and um, we're working towards initiatives along the way. Not just you call me and you have a problem, and I need to solve that one thing because usually there's three or four other things behind the scenes that are also causing problems that we might not be looking at. How much of y'all's work is, is local or regional, I would say, you know, southeast Louisiana, versus out of state? I, I know. <laughs> um, I mean, in my case, um, you know, obviously we, you know, again, unfortunately, you know, have had a lot of storms in Louisiana, so I do a a decent amount in Louisiana, but I mean, we go anywhere. I mean, we'll mm-hmm. go out of the country if asked. Um, we currently work in, I guess, three other states besides Louisiana. Um, 
so currently speaking, we're actually doing more work out of the state than we are in the state. But That's just because we're lucky. We haven't had a disaster, yeah, bad, bad now, disaster in a couple of years. And saying that, a lot of my right? employees though, are actually working in Louisiana. We've got a, our own call center here in Louisiana. So for like our case managers, people like that, we're all employed here. We do have project-specific people that are working you know, in Texas and North Carolina and stuff like that. Yeah. But we try to keep people here as much as we can. Rob, do y'all need to grow outside of Baton Rouge, or is that we part are. of the plan? We yeah. are. Uh, but, you know, there has been a, a steady amount of growth here. Um, and Louisiana is our, our number one, right? That's where we're, we're based here. That's where most of our work is. So the majority of our clients are going to be in Baton Rouge, New Orleans, or Lake Charles. Um, and then outside of that, we see a lot of, uh, a lot of clients in let's say Mississippi and Texas. But we reach everywhere from West Texas to the Carolinas uh, and to Massachusetts. So we've, we've done work in the region and we're always sort of looking for new opportunities here and new opportunities outside of Louisiana. Well, Rob Wise and Bart Farmer, both of your companies are great examples of the technical and technological know-how that exists right here in the capital region. And it's encouraging to see so much entrepreneurial energy at the local level in such very important fields. So we look forward to following your continued success. Thanks for being here today and sharing your stories on Out to Lunch. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Bart Farmer of The Workforce Group and Rob Wise of IT Inspired. You can find out more about The Workforce Group and IT Inspired by going to the links on our website, it's batonrouge.la. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino, Dave Winwood, and Ann Edelman. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website, itsbatonrouge.la, and on our It's Baton Rouge Facebook page. These photos were taken by Carrie Hosford, and you can find more of Carrie's photos at carriehosford.com. You can hear this show and past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts and at itsbatonrouge.la. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Hancock Whitney. Hancock Whitney is here for families, here for businesses, here for communities during this challenging time. Visit HancockWhitney.com slash COVID-19 for the latest. And by... Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. 